If the road before you often hospital in pain, if the sun is hidden by dark clouds of rain, if without a ray of hope your life is filled with care, take me to the Lord in prayer. Many are the heartaches that will come to you. Keep your trust in Jesus, He will see you through. Never will you find a friend so kind and true. Take it to the Lord in prayer. When it seems that not a friend on earth can understand, when temptation comes to you from every hand, when your strength is almost gone and there's no one to care, take it to the Lord in that will come to you. Keep your trust in Jesus, He will see you through. Never will you find a friend so kind and true. Take you to the Lord in prayer. In your disappointment, when your heart is torn with grief, in your times of sorrow, when there's no relief, just remember there is one who knows the load you bear. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Many are the heartaches that will come to you. Keep your trust in Jesus, He will see you through. Never will you find a friend so kind and true. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Trust in Jesus, He will see you through. Never will you find a friend so kind and true. Take it to the Lord in prayer. If you have your Bibles with you, turn the book of First John. Now, Chris, I, I wrote that back there on your on a little piece of paper for you to see uh, in a title of the message today. Uh, I don't know why it is pastors started titling their messages. Back when I was a boy, they didn't do that. They just they just jumped right on in there and, and, and started preaching. Uh, well, I guess because of technology and, 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 and all these phones that we got, uh, everything's recorded and, and it's put out there for people to listen to if indeed they'd like to listen to it or, or somebody may have missed the opportunity to come to church and they can listen to, to what's going on. So I guess that's why we put a title so, so Chris can probably align them in the order that they need to come in. So that way he'll know. Uh, the title of today's message is simply this, Beloved. Beloved, just, just one word. Just plain and simple as you can get, uh, just because today is Mother's Day. And, and because it's Mother's Day, we show them just a little bit more love than we usually do. For some reason, uh, we do. Uh, we show them a little bit more respect and let them know that, that they mean so much to us in our lives and what they mean to us. And Brother Clarence asked a question in Sunday school this morning. Uh, why did Jesus put the responsibility on John to take care of his mom after he was crucified. 
with all the brothers and stuff that, that supposedly that Christ had, uh, brethren, if you would. Uh, Clarence asked that question. I said, now, Clarence, you're stepping on my message a little bit. Uh, uh, but I'm going to give you that answer. In, in Matthew, I'm going to read this. You don't have to turn to it. But in Matthew, Jesus is addressing his disciples and a multitude of people that I'm sure was gathered around him. And, and, his, and his mom and his brethren, the Bible says, uh, came to see him. And, and Chris, put this up there, if you will. Matthew chapter 13, verse I want you to I want to ask that question for you. And it's amazing that you brought that up. And, and, and I, I want to start with this to lead in to today's message. Matthew chapter 13. Verse number 46. It says, And while he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without, desiring to speak to him. In other words, they'd come up there and just want to talk to him. 13, 46 and 47, Chris. And it says, Then one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brother stand without desiring to speak with thee. In other words, they told him again, that Your mom and your half-brothers or your brethren is out there to talk to you. Christ has got to the point in his life that things started meaning a little bit different to him. He was getting closer to the cross. And he said, He answered and said to them, Who is my mother? And who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand toward, toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren. He says, For whosoever shall do the will of my Father, which is in heaven, the same as my brother and my sister and mother. Clarence, at that point of his life, Everybody, everybody that believed in his heavenly father. Brother Ray was his brother, and his mother, and his sister. Stand, if you would, in reading the reverence of God's word. We're going to be in the fourth chapter of 1 John. I'm going to read the first 11 verses, and we're going to preach on that a little bit. Just to see just what love means to all of us here today. Whether you believe or not, what it means. It says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God, and every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. He said, And every spirit that confesses not Jesus Christ is come in the flesh of not of God. It says right here, it says, And this is the spirit of Antichrist which you have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. He said, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you as in the world. He says, They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God, and he, he that knoweth God heareth us, and he that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of the truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and every one that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He 
He says, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this we manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent us His only begotten Son into the world, that we may, might live through Him. Herein is love, not that, we, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Amen. Father, thank you so much for this reading. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing in reading of reverence of God's Word. Uh, uh, I appreciate it dearly. I know, uh, I know there's so many people today that, that don't give God reverence like they need to. Uh, uh, and they say, well, uh, what is that, Pastor? That's fear of God. You know, most of us, if, if you're my age or, or a little bit older or younger or vice versa, uh, we're taught what the fear of God means to us in our life. And, and when I say fear, I don't mean afraid. I mean reverence. To respect, to acknowledge, and to believe in the Word of God. And, 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 that's, and that's so precious to know that, that people today still, still has that fear of God. I mean, some people look at you and say, boy, he's a bad person putting that fear in a person. But let me tell you something. You cannot teach a child no more than to fear God. That's where we're at today in the world. Uh, we're missing that. And, and I hate to say that. I hate to keep harping on it. But I want to talk about God's love for all of us. I can give everybody here this morning, it's, it's pretty simple. God loves you. Amen. Don't get no better than that, Brother Dean. Uh, if we know that, that we know, that we know, that we know, that God loves us, uh, uh, that's everything. That, that, should, that should impress us to jump up and shout and, and say amen and, and everything else because without that love, we would be nothing. He tells us in the first verse, he said, Beloved, believe not every spirit. Now that's what's going on in our, in our society today. There's so many spirits out here in the world uh, that's floating around that people are just reaching and grabbing a hold of. And I don't know what they are. I might be one of them grabbing some of these things. But there's so many spirits that's out there that we are not sure of what they are. He tells us in his word, if, if it's not of God and of the flesh, uh, we don't know God. And that's the problem today. It's, it's not of God. It's, 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 we've heard of those uh, the people say people are the Antichrist. Well, I don't believe that. I don't believe people's an Antichrist. I believe that the, the system or society or, 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 or everybody that's in that category is the Antichrist. It's not one thing. Let me tell you what the Antichrist is. The Antichrist is Satan. That's old devil himself. He's been doing this for a long, long time. This ain't nothing new to him, and he's good at what he does. You know, Luke, he knows the Scripture better than I do, and I hate to say that, but he does. He's well-schooled in God's Word, and that's who the Antichrist is. So there's no particular person here on this earth that we can call the Antichrist. But there's so many in our society today that's unbelievers, Brother Dean, that they could be part of that Antichrist organization, if you would. And let me tell you something about that organization. It's a pretty good place, they say. It's powerful. It, it treats the people that belong to that organization or that society or to that club that, that they could do anything if they want to do it. And the problem is they don't believe in God. They're not of the flesh. And if they're not of the flesh, they don't know God. Yeah. 
And that's what's going on today. That ain't what God wishes of his people. That's not God's wishes for all of you here today. He loves you. And he wants you to know that. And he's like, well, I don't know him. Well, you need to get close to him. We talked about this morning when we sang his song. Take it to the Lord in prayer. If you're not praying, you have no communication with God. And if you're not communicating with God, you don't know him. That's just like meeting a stranger out here on the street. Pastor, you shouldn't say that. I want you to know I've been saved. Well, show it. If you've been saved, let him know that you want to talk to him and want to thank him for everything that he's done for in your life and where you are today and where you're going to be tomorrow if it's the will of God. That's all he wants from us. He loves us. And until we understand that, we, don't, we can't have a one-on-one relationship with him. The Bible tells us to, to, to seek him out diligently. Well, what does that mean, Brother Keith? Well, let me tell you what diligently is. That means uh, precisely, if you will. You need to express and, and, and ha- do it from the heart. He writes in James, for those who know if it doeth good and doeth not, to him that is a sin. To him that is a sin. So where does that put us today? I, I, I kid about everybody sitting on this side of the church. I, I'm sitting here thinking, well, I, I try to get everybody to give me the reason for that. So the only thing I'm going to say is this. This is the sinner side. Amen. Everybody sits on this side is sinners. Hey, yeah, you part it on yourself. Don't, don't, you can't call nobody else over there, Margie. That's the sinner side, if you would. And I didn't tell Tony and Dean that this morning. They come here on their own free will. They knew that they weren't sinners. And, I, and they're going to sit on this side because I'm not going to sit over that bunch of sinners, because I'll just tell you, Brother Tony, that ain't where I want to be. Well, guess what? I need to be sitting over here too, Luke, right beside of you on the front row. I'm a sinner saved by the marvelous grace of God. And without that grace and without that mercy and about that trip that he made to the cross when he shed the blood for my sins, I am not able to sit on this side. Thank God I can sit on this side. I'm a sinner. I sin every day. I don't do it on purpose, but I do. Now you do too. Don't sit there where you came beside me thinking you're going to whoop me with that thing. It ain't going to happen. Uh, uh, let me tell you something. Them days are gone. You might swing at me, but you're not going to hit me. Amen. But let me tell you something. So I wonder why everybody chooses to sit on this side. They just do. Don't mean they're no different. They just do. And you know something? Beloved. Not every spirit, but tries the spirits whether they are of God because many false prophets are gone out into the world. And they are. So that gives us something else to believe in. Not only just the Antichrist, but false prophets. Well, what are they, Pastor? Well, these these are people that infiltrates our churches and tries to change what is set up in them early on to, uh, to do in serving the Lord. And, and if, you, if you'll stay with them, the most likely they'll look like the Antichrist. They probably belong to that club, if you would, or that organization. So there's so many out there in our world today that's trying to defeat what we're doing. They're trying to put an end to what we're doing here today. Now, grant you, we've got probably 30 here this morning. There's some churches got three, four, five hundred people in it. You know how many Antichrists are in them churches today? I want you to think about it. How many spirits are in them churches today? Well, there's got to be seven or eight, Pastor. Well, let me tell you something. How many is in this church this morning? How many different spirits is involved with this church today? 
I don't know your heart. God does. He knows where you're going. He knows what you're doing. He knows if you're talking to Him. He knows if you're not. But He wants you to because He loves you. He says, in the fourth verse, He says, You are of God. Little, little children. It says, Because greater is He that is in you than is in the world. I have heard that scripture quoted by pastors so many, many times, uh, sitting in revivals and, and all these churches I was being drugged to and when I was hanging on to Brother Tim. Uh, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that verse quoted. Greater is he that is in you than in the world. That's right. He is. If, if Christ is in you, ain't nothing out here in this world is going to bother you. No. Now, it may make you feel bad some days or you may wake up thinking, boy, I dread today. But if Christ is in your life and you have a personal relationship with Him, now I'm getting to the praying part again. If you've got a personal relationship with Him, there is no greater that, that is in you that's in the world. It ain't happening. The world can't do nothing to you. It may try, and that's the Antichrist I'm talking about again. They may try, but they're not going to do anything that's going to hurt you. Greater is he that is in you than in the world. <clears throat> he says, They are the world, therefore speak of the world, and the world heareth them. Right. I, I could be reading a newspaper today for, for all you know. That's what's going on in the world today. He says, We are of God, for, for that knoweth God heareth us. Right. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. He says, Beloved, or that old title again, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Greater commandment is this. Is a man will lay down his life for his friend. That's right. No greater love is this. In other words, there's nothing else that we can do in our life that means more to each and every one of us. Hath no man but to lay down his life for his brother. He says, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is law. There it is, it's as plain as day. If you don't love, you don't know God. You know, love falls in the same category as light. Light will defeat darkness. Amen? And if you're living in darkness, you need to seek out the light a little bit. Because I'll just be honest with you, from what I've read and what, what I've heard and what people's talked about, when we leave this old wretched world, when we all get into heaven, when we all see Jesus, as old saying is, it's all going to be light. There ain't going to be no darkness no more, Brother Dean. It's all going to be light. And it's going to be a good light. It's going to be a light that shines from, from Christ Jesus himself, the one that went to the cross to die for our sins. Light will defeat darkness, just like love will defeat hate. Hate, a poor little word that, that is being used more often today than it used to be. Hate. Hate is driving our children today. Isn't that awful that I stand up here and I could say that? Hate drives our children today. 
because that's what the world's telling them to do. Greater is his he that is in you that's in the world. If you have hate in your heart, that's what you're doing. You're hating. And I'm just telling you, that's just as nasty as to God as anything. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he could spew, he'd spew that out of his mouth every time he hears that four-letter word. Hate. You know, when we think about four-letter words, we think about different four-letter words. Amen? And we've heard about them all our lives. Our mom and dad whooped us for them four-letter words. Let me tell you something. Somebody said, did something spoil the child, spoil the rod, spoil the child? Well, let me tell you what a definition of a rod was when I was growing up. Luke, they called it a switch. And that's what it was. It was a switch or one of these that holds my britches up around my, around my waist. That's what the rod was, Brother Ray, when I was growing up. Go cut me a switch. Mom, I'm not an electrician. Don't get smart with me, kid. You go out there and cut me a switch or I'll cut the blood out of you. How many times you heard that, Brother Ronnie? You better go get me a switch or I'll cut the blood out of you. There was times there would be welts come up on you, but he, she taught you how to love. That's right. Oh, you better know she did. <laughs> and, and somebody said this morning, that your mother would take you so far into your life and then your dad would take over. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> the dad would take over. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, I don't know if, if that's good or not, Brother Tony. That's the lesser of two evils, you might say. <laughs> oh, but let me tell you what that done for you in your life. It taught you how to love. That's right. Amen. It did, Mama. Everything that happened to me and and a lot of the people that's in this church this morning when we was growing up, it taught us how to love. Right. And it also showed us the word what hate was and what hate could do to you in your lives. So that's a four-letter word we don't want to look at no more. It's hate. Because that's not of God. God don't want that in our lives. If He, if he did, he, he would have told us to hate each other. Right. That ain't what He wants. He says, because in this was manifested, in other words, made clear, the love of God. Toward us, because he sent his only begotten Son into the world that we may have life through him. John 3 16. And I know most everybody in this church knows that Bible verse from the bottom of their heart. When I was a young boy here at this church, I'm going to say that's probably uh, the first gold star that I received when they put it up on that chart where my name was in Sunday school. <laughs> For God so loved the world. I memorized that verse, Mamma. Oh, and that's when you, when you did that, uh, they would give you a gold star. You get a silver star for just coming, but you get a gold star for when you do something. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and whosoever believeth him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I, that verse has stuck with me for all my life. I've always remembered that verse. Just like the old songs that you grew up with, that you, that you remember every word. You can hear an old song and it'll, it'll just bring back memories and you, you, you can start, they'll start singing and you just start singing with it and you'll know every word of that song. For God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son into the world that we may have life through Him. And let me say this, and we could have it more abundantly through Him because that blood He shed on the cross he says, herein is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. In other words, the atonement of our sins, He sent Christ for. Because we were not worthy of that calling. 
There was no way nobody in this church here today could, could stand for the atonement of your own sins without Christ doing that for you. Without that love, we are nothing. Without that love, we're hate. We're hate. And what does our society look like today if we're all hate? What a sad picture that would be. But there's good news. Beloved, there's that old word again. If God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Gene, I love you, brother. Sue, Carol, everybody's here today. I love you. And you don't have to be my wife or my granddaughter or my kinfolk. You're my brother and sister in Christ. And for that, I love each and every one of you. Because I know one day we're going to get to be together in heaven. Brother Ray. Today may be my last day to stand. I, I don't know that. God knows that plan, not me. You know, even the angels in heaven knows, knows the answer to the question of when's he coming back. We don't know when we're leaving. But I do know this. Where I'm going is light. And because he loved us, that life and light is eternal. He said, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also love one another. And in the 19th verse, Brother Chris, I want you to put that up there. It simply says this. Loved him because he first loved us. Hallelujah. He loved us. We love him because he first loved us. No strings attached. We're not holding him to anything. We're not making him own up to a commitment of anything that he has promised his children. Nothing. Because we loved him. And why do we love him? Because he first loved us. That's the reason, Brother Tony. That's the reason why I'm going to heaven when I leave this old wretched world. This old body's going to go away and he's going to give me a glorified body. That's what they're telling me anyway. I can't wait to see what that looks like. Him old knees, woo! Let me tell you something. When I was on that scaffold Thursday morning up on that church and that thing went that wide, I was 25, 30 foot higher. I'm sitting there thinking, Lord, I need you today, brother. Let me tell you. And if I've got to love you more today than I did yesterday, you've got it. Amen. I need you to watch over me today. Ray, you was up there. You see my knees up there just shaking, wondering how in the world am I going to pull seven or eight hours up there on that church. But the Lord watched out for us. My biggest concern was this. Eugene. I was worried about Eugene. I said, Eugene, don't you fall. I said, if you fall, I'll knock you off. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I felt responsible for because I'd got them guys to go up there and help on that church. So if he would have failed, how was I going to explain that to Brenda? They would probably be in a reward, most likely. Something, maybe a, a something in my old bank account, maybe. That's love. Ray, you was there, brother. There was four of us up there working. And we did a lot of work. But we showed a lot of love. For somebody that most likely in, in 20 years will never know the difference. But 
that day, God knew. Because they were my brethren. We loved him because he first loved us.